0: So good to see all of you here, uh, as I liked to refer to you as, or us, as the Fantastic Four, just as <laughs> obviously jokes, but I feel uh, this I like. is a, nice. Yeah, I, I like that too, and um, I think it's going to be a great talk, um, and so many subjects I want to cover, but the main key theme is the future of Aikido. Uh, it's interesting to mention that, uh, I think it's been like three years now that Nathaniel, Francisco and myself, we connected, uh, I called it uh, the Aikido of the future back in the day, but the, the, the idea was similar, but at the, at the day I had no clue what's really happening outside of Aikido. I was still just very, very much an Aikido guy and Francisco and Nathaniel helped me kind of start figuring out the bigger world. Uh, but now things changed. I think the Aikido, in the world is already addressing the subject much more than in the day when we connected the first time. It's, it's much more of a common, broader uh, subject. And uh, then uh, we connected with Christopher fairly recently, but the conversation was so great. And I had a feeling that we'll all find brilliant answers together. So I don't want to waste any more time <laughs> and just get to the, the, the subjects. Uh, so the first question I wanted to bring up for all of us to discuss about uh, and it's. I thought I'll just go directly uh, to the point. Uh, so there is an idea that Aikido is in a crisis. I think the the crisis can be described in different ways, like identity crisis or a kind of a crisis in being presented as as a martial art. There's there's many angles to it, but let's let's say we stick to the idea that Aikido is in a crisis. Uh, i know some people agree about that some people have a different perspective what comes to you when you hear the that idea that Aikido isn't a crisis and do you think it's true or not in your experience Who wants to
1: start? Uh, all right so if it's okay with you guys i, I would like to start on that one um i it, it i think it depends on the on the place it depends on the country or even in the Continent you're talking about so in general i think uh which you know we brushed about it a little bit in in our interview last interview Roca's like i believe here in america in general um you could say that aikido is in a bit of a crisis uh could be identity could be um uh, defining itself uh i i believe it is um especially here in america there's uh that tendency to go for the, you know, the cool thing, the in thing, or the, you know, the the, the, the most effective, which, you know, it's it's going to be combat sports, and not because of the techniques, but because of the methodology of training. Um, and I think if here in America, Aikido wants to be relevant in that sense again, um, it should change the methodology of training. Um, you know, culture is great. That 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 uh, you know brings in a lot of people. Uh, that appeal of the samurai, Japanese, uh, you know, respect, culture, uh, mentality. Like that is that is a great thing that that Aikido has, and uh, it's not unique to Aikido. But you know, Aikido has that, and um, I think the only thing that that it would need here to to have more um, allure to to bring in more, especially young students. Because the people that train Aikido love it, they're not going to leave it. Uh, but but we have to offer something to the new generation, something practical, something, I would say, a little more physical. You know, to develop their, their physical self along with their mental and spiritual self that, you know, Aikido has that, that capability, I believe. So, yeah, as far as America, I think it's uh, all America. I'm talking, you know, from, you know, Canada to South America, I think, uh, in general, because I have friends down there. I have friends in Mexico, you know, uh, went through the same, um, you know, crisis, so to speak, that, that uh, you know, a lot of Aikido practitioners and, you know, getting like uh, failing, falling out of love with Aikido and training, you know, the practical martial arts um, in South America as well, you know, Brazil, Argentina, uh, it, it's, it's all over, right? Uh, in Europe, for example, um, I don't know if they're getting any new new blood, any new students uh but i think their ranks are big enough that it's not a concern they they would not um think it's a crisis right same thing in japan in japan you know they they know aikido is what it is they're not selling it as you know some effective self-defense method and uh, people that you know get up and go you know to work before working or after work go to aikido you know have a relaxing moment uh they move through it it's almost like you know just uh, meditation and movement just like yoga just like any other physical activity uh they like it and they're not going to stop and they're they're getting kids they're getting young people i mean uh so i really don't think um in general the global uh situation for aikido i don't think uh, it's gonna concern much that oh it's gonna disappear or oh you know we need to do something about it um i think in america we should um, and just not to, to deprive the new students of you know, the other benefits that Aikido can offer. That's
2: my take. Yeah. I think the word crisis is it really depends on where you're coming from. Um, so I think the word crisis comes from um, uh, Aikido teachers, like so that idea that like we're in crisis now and I think it's because um, you know 15, 20 years ago, um, Aikido was booming and it was great. And so you could kind of do whatever you wanted and you could make a lot of money doing it. And now we're in this situation where it's like, well, Aikido is not the hottest thing. And so the idea, I think from a, from a professional standpoint is, oh, we're in crisis. All of a sudden we're not making the money we expect. And we're not bringing in the number of students we expect. And we're not, you know, um, pushing the art out there in the way we expect we're going to push the art out there. Um, so I think in that sense, yeah, maybe there's a crisis. Um, I think that's kind of some of what Francisco was talking about. Like, how do we get new students? How do we support ourselves as teachers? Stuff like that. And, and there's a crisis. Things have changed. So it's like, oh man, something's going on. I think from the state of the art as a practitioner, nothing's really changed. And I think that's a problem in and of itself. I wouldn't say it's a crisis, but it's like, oh, we just haven't done the development we should have done all along, right? There hasn't been this nice steady progression of development. And it's because we got that big boom, I think, quite honestly, that it's like, well, we don't need to develop anymore. You know, people are coming in the door, so we don't need to do anything new with Aikido. So it's not been pushed forward. And that's not new. That's old. I mean, that's going back to the 1940s. You know what I mean? So there hasn't been a whole, whole lot of development. And so I wouldn't say we're in a crisis, really, other than the side of, you know, if you're a professional, if you're a professional, maybe it's a crisis. Uh, but I mean, I grew up with this, I mean, meaning that like, I've had a school since we've been in crisis. So I still don't see it as a crisis this business usual for um, as usual to me. But as a practitioner, I don't think we're in any crisis at all. I think we're realizing a truth that's been going on for a long time, which is we haven't developed the art like we should have, you know?
1: Hmm. Yeah, good point. I agree.
3: That's great. Right. Yeah. I would say first of all that the world is in a crisis and I would be (laughs) curious (laughs) what is happening to Aikido dojos or any dojos in COVID. How many students are they retaining? Are they having to close because they can't pay their rent? So martial arts is likely having a crisis. So that would be the first thing. And then the second is that, you know, before the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu craze, you look at the data and it's like 80% of martial arts, martial artists are under the age of 13. So I think jujitsu has done something really interesting to, to get older people back on the mat and to flip it around like combat sports have a certain kind of crisis. Like before jujitsu, you didn't see boxers over the age of 30 or 40. Right. You didn't see wrestlers over the age of 30 or 40. My body is freaking wrecked from overtraining combat sports. So there's something that something that's more down the middle has to offer to people who are over a certain age, who don't wanna get hurt. Um, and then Aikido maybe has the opposite problem. It's like not martial enough for those who do want to utilize it as a functional form of self-defense. Um, but I think the, the crisis again is you have these different worldviews. Like the crisis is that we don't talk to each other. The crisis is that there's traditionalists who maybe work with weapons, or self-defense principles who never talk to sportive people who just play sports who just get on their butt and slap five and go and then you have you know aikido as a spiritual martial art maybe yoga fits into that same category but it's not technically a martial art Um, has a spiritual message and traditionalists even who are doing aikido don't care about the spiritual message of aikido so it's like if we can't even within aikido get people talking to each other Think about that, you know, Iwama style is crab style and key society is dancing style, bunny, bunny style. And you have these pejorative terms that even factions of Aikido, and I think that's the right word, factions of Aikido are name calling each other. So why don't we start with an Aikido and then see about outside of Aikido as well?
1: Yes. Now, mm. I, I, you know, one of the things that I believe there's this uh, division uh, it's because there's not a testing ground right you don't you don't have jujitsu people talking about oh uh the graces are crap oh uh the machados are crap <laughs> right. no they they all have their their you know coyotera is you know this or that no they all respect each other because they all know that it functions it's all functional every one of them has their own uh flavor to it everyone has their own uh you know focus um but but it all works same thing with any combat sport like you you don't go and say like oh uh, canelo style is crap or oh, uh, whoever style doesn't work or does it, it does they, they just focus on different things but it's all practical and that brings me back to the methodology of training um there is there is uh, the learning of the form that we have and you know when when i talk about aikido like this is this is the main point here right because we all love and practice aikido but i i think speaking about aikido and its crisis is speaking about all traditional martial arts in general i think they're going through the same thing they're they're being affected in the same way so you know not only for aikido but for any traditional art i I would say like just you know getting um in your in your training just a better methodology. you know, testing um, and making sure it's safe. It's scientifically proven. Um, so we, we, we get in like newer people, like younger people that want to train hard, uh, but we want to keep them forever and we want to keep them healthy. And if you have a martial art that gives you the power to defend yourself and the health uh, aspect of it too, then I think that's very alluring. I think a lot of people would, would jump in.
0: There's uh, something I wanted to expand on. Can I ask a a quick question about that? Yeah.
3: Just to get some interaction going. So I I think I've heard you say a couple times, Francisco, you know, the methodology versus the techniques, which in principle, that's a great distinction to make. I have, the part I have trouble with is the forms actually change when you change the methodology, depending on the kind of training you're doing. So what Mm -hmm. do you mean when you say that because if if we do shomenuchi and yokomenuchi and ski like christopher's spoken quite a bit to this people don't attack us that way anymore so would the aikido forms have to change if we change the methodology and start sparring
1: um the technique in principle shouldn't yes it's not gonna look as clean um but it's the same in any art like if i start practicing an arm drag and a double leg takedown, and I do it slow with a cooperative partner, it's gonna look nice and clean and and beautiful. But once I'm really trying to get him and he's really trying to sprawl and defend it, it's not gonna look as neat, but the principle should be the same. Yes, you learn the mechanics, same with a punch. You know, the basics of a punch, like turning your wrist, like tensing up at the last second, like that all would look great in the pads but once you're trying to punch somebody in the face that wants to do the same to you, the form is gonna look a little different. So yes, the form will change a bit, it should, because combat is a bit of chaos, so it's not gonna be as clean, but the, the form, the form um, should not be over the practicality, right? That's what I think.
2: I think, I think you're really right. And I think what you're saying is it, most Aikido people need to pay attention to who don't do sparring or have another practice outside of Aikido. And that's that the, the techniques we practice are never going to look as clean as it looks uh, when we're, we're, or it's never going to look as good when we're sparring as it looks when we practice those techniques. Right. And, correct. and that's something you've got to understand. And like, so that's the, a lot of the flack I've gotten from Aikido people was, well, that doesn't look like a good Ikkyo. Let me show you a good Ikkyo. And it's like, well, that's fine. But now to that really attack you and that's, that's see if correct. that guy attacks you and you do that good Ikkyo, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that's a, an important issue to describe. Uh, but I think there's another issue there too. And I don't know if Nathaniel was getting at this, but so when I started doing MMA, my first thought was once I get used to what it's like for someone to hit me and really resist me, my Aikido stuff's going to come out, you know, and I was already a black belt in Aikido and I was good at Aikido, you know, and so I was like, oh, my Aikido's going to come out. And I realized while training that it was just easier to do the things I did in MMA. So I could really work and maybe pull off a coat of or something, but shit, a double leg was way easier. And then to get top position and hit someone was way easier. So it was like, why would I put in the extra effort to do this Aikido thing when the other stuff fits more naturally, you know? And I think that's kind of the crisis that sport martial arts people have, or crisis is the wrong word, but their their realization when they look at what we do is like, well, why would you do a wrist twist like that when you could just hit him? And then throw them over your hip. That would be real easy. Why don't you just do that instead? And I think there's a good point to be pulled out there. And so I think some of the issue is there's a lot of stuff going on there. Some of the issue is we don't understand the right context for Aikido, right? And so I'll I'll point out a real dramatic example. But, you know, if you did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and everyone in your club says, man, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu works, it's good, we all know this. And then you went and tried to do kickboxing with all your training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in a kickboxing match you would go, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu sucks. We need to change all the techniques of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. They don't work good. We need to do different stuff. Like there's these pad drills. We need to do that. And then you go back to your Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gym and they go, pad drills? What do you, what would you ever do pad drills for? That's stupid, totally stupid. And so we'd have this problem and it's a contextual problem, not actually a systematic problem.
1: Yes, I agree too. Like context is uh, of great importance. And, and um, you know, like we, we uh, in Aikido are, trying to focus on self protection, on self defense, on actual like street application, right? Um, But the closest thing that we're gonna get to that is uh, sports combat, right? In a safe manner. So definitely there is a a context problem. Um, So if we, as part of the methodology, not only have like pressure testing, but the correct context, like, okay, what do I wanna do and why? And aikido technique will will work better in this situation That's right. then we we can start defining things a little more so right. yeah, like you know like well you know when I'm rolling, I'm always trying and in 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 and having this mentality of of trying to do the the Aikido wrist locks and you know I was uh, uh having a little bit of conversation with uh you know on um messenger with Rocks about it I sending some like um um wrist lock um bJj wrist lock application videos and um, with another friend I did the same and he was like yeah but I, I I never get them and I'm like really like but we all practice Aikido I think it should come a little more natural like looking for those principles and then just finding the wrist lock mm-hmm. um, so I guess it's also just a mentality like you're looking for a principle or you're just focusing on the art um, yeah it might not submit the opponent like a Kotegaishi or a, a Ikyo, but it will open up spaces to like get out of bad position or you know move on to a takedown or like again it's it's uh the 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 goal right like the the practice of aikido has like okay i do a technique and it's it's final you know the the opponent is done and, and again that's because of the lack of pressure testing but if we really start with that, yeah, the first technique might not work, and then I have to switch and do like advanced things, like you know, kaeshi wasa. We say like, oh, it's a thing. Well, in any other combat sports like judo, jiu-jitsu, it's it's just the flow of things. You know, if something doesn't work, you switch to the next one. But we don't understand that in Aikido because we don't practice it that way. So yeah, context, uh, the the meaning, the the usefulness of the technique, in in uh, what do you want to accomplish? Uh, it's it's something that should be defined so we can practice towards that so I, I i like your you know your explanation like okay you take jiu-jitsu in a context of striking it's it's kind of weird right and it right. has some rules because if you take jiu-jitsu and you put it in a context of striking but you can do all your takedowns and stuff then probably jiu-jitsu is going to be actually better than striking you're going to say hey this rocks so it's the context and the rules and and, and what do you want it for Right. right. And
2: I think I think what you just said is a great example. So you know, like if we didn't know, you know, if if you practiced jujitsu in a vacuum and you didn't know anything else existed, and then you went and tried to do um, a kickboxing match, you would do terribly, right? And you would go, "All oh, my trainings for nothing." And then, like you said, well, we could open it up and we could say, "Okay, you can do jujitsu and I'll do kickboxing, and we'll see how that plays out." And then the jujitsu practitioner might go. Oh, there is some val- validity to what I'm doing, but it's just not in this context. And so I think the same thing's true with what we're doing now. So we look at MMA and we say, oh, MMA is the ultimate because you can box and you can throw and you can grapple and you can do all this stuff. It's the ultimate. But when you look at it, it's like, well, there's still just one other guy. Um, you're in a controlled atmosphere, like a ring. Like I don't – I'm never in a ring in real life. Um, there no way someone making- right? There's no weapons. Someone's always making sure you follow the rules. There's a guy there going two points or, you know, whatever. Like there's a guy there refereeing the thing. And like real life is nothing like that. And so it's like, well, if we pull out to a bigger frame, then maybe we'll find some validity for what we do in Aikido. Same if you did just jujitsu and you tried to do just a kickboxing match, like, well, wait, that doesn't work. But we pull out to a bigger frame and it's like, oh, okay. I see where these things can kind of fit together.
1: And, and so, there, there okay. will be the validity, but but again, we're still liking the, the, the training, uh, the resistance. Um, so, so we can, you know, pressure test it. Like, right. again, that's, again, we find the validity, we find a good context, but it's not done in the right way. And I right. think that is, um, um, a good example also with the uh, Krav Maga, uh, a lot of Krav Maga schools, they're, they're looking for effectiveness, you know, and then they go for like, you know, hard and, and, and good training, but, um, most of the time it's with a cooperating like dummy partner. Like yeah. it's not really a, a resisting partner. They're just like taking it. It's like it. an okay. Like, it is an okay. Yeah. So it, it, they have the same thing, you know, and I, I think that's a problem. Like it's, you can yeah, have uh, the most effective technique, but if you don't have the, the feedback of an opponent uh of what you're expecting to get outside, then you're it's it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of uh, bad. And you know, uh just a quick thing about this, like I was I was uh Watching uh, Karate Kid yesterday again. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I was watching it. I was just getting inspired. <laughs> because it's epic, that's why. Yeah. But it just made me, uh, you know, one thing. Like, uh, I don't know, guys, if you remember, and, and a lot of movies go this way, you know? The, the Hollywood uh, myth of martial arts. Um, like, he learns, uh, you know, karate uh, from Mr. Miyagi, and, and, but never spars. And then he goes to a tournament to spar and he actually does good that's impossible that is like impossible and he just hit me yesterday when i was watching it's it like they, they it always happens like any 80s like martial arts movie they they do their like training montage like call it rocky call it like bloodsport anything like they always like just train on their own and then they go and kick ass with a resistant think- opponent that that idea i think a lot of people still have it and it doesn't happen
2: I'm not going to talk long, but uh, we're stealing the time here. But but um, uh, I do want to just say that, like, I think that thing you just pointed out is what a lot of people expect from martial arts, which is, yes. look, I'll never have to fight. I'll never have to sweat real hard. I'll never have to do anything too dangerous or scary or that hurts me. And then in the end, I'm going to have sweet skills. And it's like, well, if you want to <laughs> learn to fight, you're going to have to fight. There's no way around that. You will have to fight. And so I think people are looking for that escape. And so, like, well, if I do sweet martial arts, then I'll know how to fight without fighting. It's like, well, that'll
1: never happen. Yeah. yeah. And, you so know, I, just
3: was like, a, oh, go ahead, Nathaniel. Go yeah, ahead. Well, I, I, I started this with the question originally, and I want to both agree and then disagree. Um, and I'll out myself a bit here because Rokas and I, before we came in, I haven't trained traditional Aikido or taught it for many, many years. And yet I do Aikido all the time off the mat in my work with coaching and leadership development. Communication, conflict resolution, all of those types of things. So yes, I love Aikido for those reasons. Um, And that's why I'm here in the dialogue, because I want to see the message of Aikido um, more readily accepted and received by the world. Um, Where I would agree is striking grappling weapons. Now, Christopher, you've talked about this, too. These are weapons attacks. They come from Aiki jujitsu. Aiki Jiu-Jitsu is a battlefield. <clears throat> so if you're running down the battlefield in armor with weapons and you lose your weapon or you're in the process of striking someone and grab a hold of them and want to throw them or disarm them, well now you know why we have risk control. It starts to make a whole lot of sense if you get your rubber boken out and you put a mask on and then you try to hit each other and you have to close that level of distance and so on. I would suspect that Kodagaishi, Rokyo, you know koshinage th- those types of techniques start making a lot of sense yes definitely now, yeah now similar now where i'll push back pretty hard is that the methodology and the technique problem the, methodo- the modern okay. methodology where you're pressure testing where you are sparring means by s- the scientific method you must be willing as bruce lee would say to you know, absorb what is useful, discard, throw out what is useless, and add what is essentially your own. That would be what an evolutionary process is. Now that challenges that's the science part that challenges the very art of Aikido. Because we cannot take, you know, chops and punches to the stomach and expect that the response, it's not just gonna get more messy. If we're gonna adhere to the principle of what forms are functional to attain a nonviolent outcome, it may have to change, and there's a reason a double leg is easier. Does it cease to be aikido when I put someone on one leg and sweep them with my other foot? Why would that not be aikido if I can control them without hurting them? So that would maybe be the next question: At what exact point does it cease to be aikido? Yeah,
1: and yeah. that's that's a good that's a good point. Like, uh, you know, like the the what you mentioned, like you you wanna probably this is like a little uh getting ahead of myself like a little uh, topic that we i want to try uh you know touch next like what what aikido offers right that others can that other are can uh But, you know the way you're speaking um like what when when does it change when when it's, it stops being aikido um again i, I kind of agree with what you in that say way If that- we
3: did face punches at all it wouldn't be or or hooks like that's not aikido is it
1: I believe it is. I believe it's martial art, it's a martial art. Like like the body is one. And if you're mentioning Bruce Lee, like he said, unless we have three arms and four legs, the body, the human body moves in a one way. And there is the the most effective way of wrestling somebody is wrestling. The most effective way of striking is boxing. So yeah, we don't have to reinvent the wheel in Aikido. We can just adapt and adopt. From the arts that have done that before us, like you know, it's 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 out there already. Um, so I think uh, instructors should be well versed. Like if you're gonna teach a fighting art and and you're gonna call it Aikido, just yeah, learn to fight and teach your you know students how to fight. And uh, why not why not call it Aikido? Like like it has a philosophy, it has a background, it has um, you know that's your inspiration in. Um, for example, in my case, my inspiration is the life and the work of uh, Morihei Ueshiba. So, and, and if I'm, you know, showing somebody how to, you know, block and dodge a punch, to me, I'm I'm teaching in a, in an Aikido way, right? Yeah, it's boxing, but I mean...
2: So, I think, I think there's a lot going on here. Um, part of it is, uh, I, I kind of want to get at what Nathaniel's saying. I think there's an interesting thing in there, which is like, you know... The, evol- the evolution of the art, right? So, what do we need to change and adapt about the art? And maybe times have changed and things have changed. So, the, I think there's something valuable in there. Um, I shoot guns. I don't know if you guys shoot, but um, in yes. in shooting, there's a, a saying which is, um, you still can't outshoot the gun. Okay, meaning you know, I get a new gun, right? I get like a Glock or something, you know, and and I go to the range and I shoot and I go, ooh, I need a trigger job. Ooh, I need a, a special ported barrel. Ooh, I need uh, improved sights. You know, all this I need to put this stuff on. You know. And then guys who shoot a lot are kind of like, the guy still can't outshoot shoot his gun. Meaning his yeah. skill is not so great that he needs to put anything on his gun. He needs to spend more money on bullets so he can practice shooting. So he shoots well, like that's what he needs to do. And so I feel that's what's going on with Aikido. Maybe Aikido will need to evolve. Honestly, and from what I've seen right now, I don't need, I don't even know what we would need to change right now. Because to me, it's like, we need to perfect the things we have. And there's a lot in Aikido. I mean, I think there's so much in Aikido that we don't even know what we have. And like regularly still, I'm like, oh, look at this concept that's right there in that form that I didn't observe until right now. And I needed it in this situation or that situation. So there's a ton of stuff. Like I think Aikido is a relatively well-built gun. And there we might need to improve it, right? We might need to go somewhere crazy with it eventually and adapt it. But right now, I think we need to spend more time understanding what it's already teaching us systematically. And now that's kind of hard because there's a bunch of different teachers and different syllabuses. But if we put them all together, we can kind of go, well, roughly, you know, all Aikido styles share these techniques and these things and these forms. And we'll see that roughly they they all kind of share this stuff. And if we could master that stuff and what that stuff is, and I agree with Francisco that I think actually we're all in total agreement that pressure testing has to be done in order to do that. But designing the pressure testing, I think is very important. And so that's what I spent a lot of my time doing is trying to figure out how to design that pressure testing because just like Brazilian jiu-jitsu and kickboxing right if the pressure testing is wrong you know so if you think you're gonna pressure test jiu-jitsu with a kickboxing match well you're wrong it's just never gonna work out for you right and I believe the same thing's true if you hold MMA up to Aikido like well if you try to test the pressure test it that way it's just not gonna work out for you and so we need to understand what the right context is and then we need to pressure test it and master our own system which would be awesome and revolutionary imagine that Aikido people mastering their own system what a shock. And then once we do that, then we can talk about what we need to change or adapt or develop. And then by then, hopefully we have a good community that communicates with each other and we don't all hate each other and say, oh, that's cool. They're not real like, you know, like we stop doing all that and we just get along and then develop our art.
1: Yes, and definitely rant. context. <laughs> context is, is is a key here because, um, you know, when, when um, going back to one of the points that we were just uh, talking about, like when you bring weapons into, into the into the mix, like be it a gun, uh, especially a knife, I would think, Um, you can actually make somebody grab your wrist and then you can do whatever you want with all your Aikido and then you would be a master. You know why? Because the other guy's not going to let go. If you have, you know, a little, you know, knife right here, he's going to clench to it and you're like, oh, look, I can do all the techniques that I've been doing all this time. So it's context, you know, like we learned that, okay, the, the partner grabs and doesn't let go. Why? yeah like what was saying like because it was developed in a in um in a period in a time that people had weapons and they didn't want them to to get stabbed or caught by your weapon so they would grab you and then you know moral will, will fall in place and then you could use you know your techniques so context and pressure testing and uh you know defining the, the goal I think it's the 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 three yeah. things that should be worked uh here um will it will it get there eventually probably that revolution might happen um again in the place where it seems that it's having a crisis which is america in you know old school you know europe and japan i don't think they're interested in that
3: there there was it's reminding me i did a while back early on in the days of aikido the Marshall side a kind of two by two of kind of uh, technique and methodology so that you could look at, well, traditional technique and traditional methodology is kind of the status quo, but we have oyawaza already in traditional training, but that's actually a modern attacks with traditional responses. <laughs> and that's what I hear you saying, Francisco, like, well, yeah, we're going to do boxing attacks, wrestling attacks, and then we're going to still try to do our Aikido. But then there's Correct. that other category. And actually, there's another category where you could just keep all the same attacks and start doing a live drilling. Like, what if you just did an alive Juwaza with the attacks that we have, whether it's, you know, Ryokata or Ski, Shomen? That's an interesting space to play in, too. But then there's this upper right quadrant that's like, well, again, when does it cease to be Aikido? Because if you even look to um, Tomiki Aikido, Shotokan, they actually knee tap when they do shomenate to the to the chin but that's a kind of aikido so that's where i'm still wanting to where i'm not clear between actually both of your answers it would seem if you're running a dojo you can just keep them separated so to speak and do your traditional aikido training and a lot of the kind of alive drills to do with aikido specific movements like you've been doing christopher um or you can you know, offer jujitsu alongside that, so just keep them separated. But again, if we're doing Oyawaza anyway, um, and we're gonna do a live drilling, like, am I allowed to knee tap when I do my ariminage? Nage? That's the evolution I've been interested in. And if you guys yes. remember the history, Rokas wanted to try to do Aikido on his sparring partner a year later, Aikido versus MMA. And I'm like, all right, I, I don't even necessarily teach this way anymore, but it is the experiment I ran about 10 years ago. I'm going to spar with my Aikido. I saw the guys in Japan, Hatenkai Aikido. They don't do any Jiu-Jitsu or Judo, and they're sparring with their stuff. It's like Kyoku, kyoku Shinkai Karate mixed with Aikido. And I thought, God, we could do better than that because we're grappling. So that's when I started out to try to just mix things together. And, and it still kind of looks like a Kaitenage or a uh, of course, the wrist locks make sense, but how you set them up is in the clinch. And, and the even more important mm-hmm. thing than in the clinch, which is valid as the core, is how do I get there? And there's so much talk of like, the, what would the gift of Aikido be if there was one with a live sparring? And my experience is it's, it's more like the tudo jiu-jitsu where it's using a temi to hold distance and release and close distance so that you're actually flowing blending into some kind of throw so that kind of stuff gets so fascinating to me as what the potential gift might be so uh, that there's a ton of stuff in there too and i'm curious how you guys um do take that on in your dojos or or if you're going to open an aikido dojo francisco
1: i'm not sure where you're at with that
3: how yes, would you, that's how, would you do that? how would you handle that question those questions
1: so the 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 thing again it's it's defining what it is you know like uh, context. So. Um, I, I would take a little bit of the example that, uh, okay, jiu-jitsu was, um, to begin with, a, a grappling, uh, you know, mat grappling like uh, art. Uh takedowns were not, you know, really relevant um, until they had to start dealing with wrestlers and with judo practitioners. So they started adapting like double legs, and now double legs are part of most jiu-jitsu school uh, judo throws are part of most jiu-jitsu schools and and again like everything it, it, it's you know nothing is new you know like back in the day the, the the old style jiu-jitsu had these elements then it got like a little more specialized and, and you know okay like the, the the brazilian way went all the way down to just like mastering the the the, the floor grappling art uh, but in a, in, in a way, at, at the beginning, it was all together. They taught atemi wasa, they taught striking, they taught, uh, you know, throwing, and they taught, like, the, the chokes and, and the joint locks. So uh, just because Brazilian jiu-jitsu adapted, like, something useful from other art that was not, you know, part of that their curriculum at that time, that didn't change. And it's still jiu-jitsu, right? It's not like, oh, you know, now you do double leg takedowns and you do, you know, arm drags. Oh, you should call it something else. No, they don't. Like they're still like really functional. They just adapted something else. So why Aikido cannot, and I think it should, do something along those lines, you know? Um, With the striking to to open up or to, you know, get close and, uh, you know, clinch. Like you said, I completely agree with that. Like, you know, Aikido happens in that clinching uh, range uh but uh your atemi is is key to either closing the distance or making distance mm-hmm. or opening up you know the space to apply that technique mm-hmm. so um just because we we get you know or or adopt techniques or strategies from other arts that doesn't mean we have to stop calling it something you know so um yeah
2: i, I, I think know, there's
1: a, I think there's a lot of stuff um so you
2: know, so let's say you, you take the example, and, and I agree that, like, if you look at uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as it came over here in the 1990s, um, and then the way Brazilian Jiu Jitsu looks now. So I was studying Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in early 2000s. What I learned was a, a fairly different. Uh, had it stripped down compared to what now, you know, so I went to a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school a few years back and I was like, whoa, there's a lot of little nuances of things, you know, and that's because there's been this huge push for Brazilian jiu-jitsu and there's a lot of competitions and so they're changing and adapting and some new things have been added and I don't think that's out of what jiu-jitsu is, especially when you say the word jiu-jitsu. Now, you might say that's not jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu from the Gracies uh, circa 1994, absolutely not, so that has changed. But is it jujitsu? Sure. And that's because jujitsu has a, a really long history, including everything that's in the syllabus of judo, including everything that's in the syllabus of koryu, old school jujitsu weapon stuff. So we can really take anything that's from any of those groups, put it back into any style of jujitsu, and it's still jujitsu. But if you say, well, it's all kind of just defending yourself stuff. And you say, okay, well, I'm going to learn Muay Thai, right? And so I learned Muay Thai. And then um, I go, I go. Uh, some guy comes in, he goes, well, you know, double leg takedown's really good. And, and in a fight, a general fight, you could use a double leg takedown. So I'm like, all right, well, let's go ahead and add double leg takedowns to Muay Thai. And it's like, well, you know, if you learn to take top now and then uh, do American lock, then, oh, man, now that that's a lot more stuff. Okay, and then we add an arm bar. And the next thing you know, we're doing MMA and we're not doing Muay Thai anymore. Now, we could say, well, the purpose of all martial arts is to get to this most practical state, right? And so that is the way they should all evolve. But I think there's something to be said for specializations. And so to me... There's only so much time in the day. And so if I want to go to train Muay Thai, I want to specialize in all the Muay Thai stuff. I don't want to spend my time doing headlocks, right? If I want to do headlocks, I'll go to another kind of school that teaches grappling or something. And so I do think there's something to be said for specializations in martial arts. And while, as a person, I might want to be completely well-rounded, meaning I study striking and I study grappling and I study the stuff I think's in Aikido and weapons and all the different stuff. That's fantastic, right? But that's you as an individual. And as a system, I think systems have a, a niche in specializing that allows them to focus on one aspect and get really good at that one aspect. And so I think that's an important thing not to lose when we're doing this.
3: What do you guys think that one aspect is for Aikido? For Aikido?
2: i believe it's the ability to make accords with people uh, when they want to hurt you and so i think that's really what aikido is about and i think the problem is a lot of times when we're talking about how do we make aikido effective we're starting to think aikido is japanese jiu-jitsu and they're related and there's a lot of similar things but i think when we have a japanese jiu-jitsu mentality that's one thing and when we have an aikido mentality that's another thing and i think that's the the big 1925 split for Ueshiba, where he had the enlightenment moment he's like i learned all the techniques anew and i think that's what he's saying like he knew the same stuff but the way to use it and deal with it was different for him and i think that's what makes aikido different than jujitsu
3: can i ask you one more question sure. I'm just, because i don't know your history um what when did you start cross training and why was it at that point and then uh, and then are you teaching or training still in the combat sports stuff
2: yeah so uh i started brazilian jiu-jitsu in 2002 Um, with Tim Cartmell in Southern California. And um, I did that because uh, I had learned Aikido. I got a black belt and I got in a fight and I didn't do Aikido. right? And I didn't get beat up or anything. The fight was fine, but I didn't do Aikido. And so I was like, I'm a black belt in Aikido. Why in the hell did not I do Aikido right now? And so that made me go, oh, how can I do Aikido? And so I started training with a lot of the local guys. And then eventually it was like, oh, I just need to learn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and MMA and get in with those guys and figure that out. And so I started doing that. Um, since then, um, once I had the dog brothers fight to me, I was like, oh, there's some other avenue for Aikido that I need to pursue. So I quit doing that. Um, but since I've competed in, I've done Kendo, I did Hema. Uh, so I've really focused a lot more on weapon stuff as time's gone on. Um, but, but yeah, so that's, that's where I'm coming from with all that stuff.
3: And does your dojo have other classes than Aikido? Yeah. That you offer? Yeah. So
2: we pretty regularly teach, um, different sword forms so we teach uh, historic saber sometimes um different stuff comes up plus we teach a self defense class which usually includes uh boxing and brazilian jiu jitsu as well
1: uh-huh. guys we're, is, we're 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 yeah. all in california right yeah, yeah we could all meet up let's get yeah. together and train that Sounds would fun. be great let's do it uh, what,
3: what is, you about? is your answer Francisco, what what's the one thing if we're specializing in something in Aikido? I'm kind of playing Rokus's role here. It's the coach in me. Go ahead. Well, yeah, Rokus got job.
1: a coffee. <laughs> <though. Rokas laughs> is, you know just relaxing, kicking it back, like enjoying. Like, the I thought That's this is gonna be
0: hard. <laughs> yeah. No, but I actually would have asked the same question. Like I, I'll just quickly jump in, but mm-hmm. my question is the same as Nathaniel's. Just what's the baseline? And if if it would be possible during this conversation to make it as clear as possible, what's the baseline where Aikido is still Aikido? Because the, the conversation is definitely here about expanding, evolving Aikido. We're we we don't we're all not on the mindset of let's preserve, you know, like kind of the Obama guys I meet usually sorry for saying that to them, but usually they're like, oh it's all about doing the exact forms the way they were done. I don't think we're here of that that mindset. But then if we continue to evolve Aikido, like, you know, what's the baseline which if we leave that it's not Aikido anymore. If we if that stays no matter what we do, still Aikido. So I'm curious about that question. But I guess I think it's aligned with what Natalia was so, asking.
1: Yeah, in the in the you know, way of specialization, like yeah, like the 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 techniques and uh, some of the techniques are very particular to Aikido. And like Christopher said, I think there's a lot to still be discovered in, in the application and the practical use of them. So you know, like just just you know, try to work on those techniques that we already know, like you know arm wrist uh head uh you know spinal manipulation um and see if that's the best way to do it and then um you know probably where it starts like getting a little you know away from the the traditional form is like how together. like i said like using you know striking or, or setting it up with you know i don't know like some some other kind of like grappling uh like stand-up grappling you know clinch you know then then we're looking at uh what is the best like stand-up clinch, so, you know, like, then, then we start, like, kind of getting away from it. But I think Aikido is, uh, you know, those, those specific techniques, you know, that control the body in a certain way. Um, and, again, like, like, you cannot get good, like, uh, you, you're not well-rounded until you start cross-training, right? So you do your specialization, and I think in this case, Aikido has that, that particular specialization of, uh, you know, limb control and also again like context like why do you use it you know like uh what's the level of aggression or the level of cooperation of your partner so um you know white side clinch and you know elbows and knees like are you going to use that with a cooperating um suspect you know like probably you shouldn't you know you're liable and then you're in a video and then you're all, all, all over the internet and you know how that goes so you know, maybe, maybe jujitsu, maybe, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So maybe jujitsu, maybe. <laughs> we'll we'll save either, that for another you know, talk,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, can work in that situation and in, in, in would work really well in that situation. That's the context. If I have a guy that is coming with everything he has at me, I have to control my distance, uh, you know, either wrestling or boxing, and I have to, to hurt him back to stop him. And, you know, that's Muay Thai or, or, or boxing. Um, if I get a clinch and can control him, um, uh, you know, wrestling or jujitsu and then, you know, put him in a way that he cannot hurt me and I don't hurt him more than I need to, then that's psychido like mentality if you want to, right? And just just good standing moral character that you have, you know? Um, so if if you guys, I, I, you know, if this is kind of hard and it's, I think, in the process of like everybody figuring it out and defining it. But if uh, you don't have any other thing, I, I would like to kind of jump to the next point uh which is I, I do what what aikido answer, yeah. offers that that <laughs> others can't but yeah like you know finish, well, maybe that's the same
3: one. question then, in a way
1: yeah because you know but, like in the in the forum in the aikido martial side forum I, I posted that question and i didn't get an answer from and you know anybody convincing like what like aikido as a standing art as a standalone art you know like you're not training anything else you're not cross training why would i um Put my son or my daughter in an Aikido dojo. What would they achieve or, or, or benefit from that they cannot get anywhere else? And I didn't get any good answers. We already like know anything that they anything that they mentioned, Like I can get it somewhere else. Like whatever, whatever you want to mention, or mostly whatever you want to mention. Like I can get it in other uh, path, in other martial art, in other philosophical, you know, way of thinking and other even religious way if you want to go to the spiritual side. So what does Aikido offer?
2: Well, I mean, I think it's complicated. So, so one part of that I think is um, it, nothing in the world is totally 100% unique. That's absolutely true. So we could chase rabbit holes all day where we're like, well, this little thing over here does that. And this little thing over there does that. And so, so we could chase those rabbit holes. Um, so and it's true. Nothing new has been invented in a long time. But that said, I think there's a promise of Aikido that is why Aikido is even still around now. And that promise is there's some way to negotiate conflict that involves me not getting hurt and ideally the other person not getting hurt as well in a way that will take care of both of us. And ideally we'll have an accord at the end, meaning we're both in, in unison together somehow, right? Like everything's okay. Like that's the promise of Aikido. Now I think that's not like, I think that's what what's unique about it. The problem is, we don't yet know how to deliver it, right? So we know what the promise is. We know what we're all saying is unique about Aikido and why people are interested into it, but how do we deliver it? And that's what I think we really need to be focused on. So what's unique? I don't know, maybe nothing's unique in the world, but Aikido says there's this martial art where we can not hurt other people and not get hurt ourselves when people want to hurt us. And that sounds awesome, but how do we deliver that?
1: And, and that's I, I a problem that's, too, because they, I, I, yeah. I believe like, uh, and, and we have you know mentioned that before, um, I think uh, other combat arts like Judo or Jiu-Jitsu that have a resisting, you know, parting methodology of training can actually achieve that physically. Yeah, it
2: it, it depends on what you're saying. So like, um, you know, there's definitely um, video you can see of of people who are experts in MMA, including Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and grappling arts, and they're in a parking lot and they get hit with a, a, Uh, A two by four and they're done for and they get beat up, you know, so we can definitely see that, like, it's totally possible to overcome those experts. People are totally experts in those martial arts. It's totally possible to overcome them. So like that isn't the solution. So we could say like, well, look, if I'm a really good grappler and you're not a very good grappler, I can hold you down and you won't get hurt. And that's possible. And we know it's possible. But can you do that in extreme situations? And I think what Aikido wants to get at is that extreme situation. There's a quote of Yuishiba where he says, "You know, I studied other systems of jujitsu and they weren't enough for me, right? I, they were all about one-on-one stuff and I need to be able to deal with more people than that. And there's a story of him seeing his father taken out of his carriage when he was in Japan and beaten to death, or not to death, but beaten severely. And he's like, oh, I want to be able to solve that problem, right? And I think that's what Aikido's getting at. And I think that's what it's trying to get at. So yeah.
3: I'll attempt to answer my own question and also speak to what Francisco and you, Christopher, were just saying. Um, I don't think that there's nothing new under the sun. I think evolution means there are constantly new worldviews, things that are emergent. And the postmodern era, it was emergent. It was the love, peace, and harmony in the 1960s, which came from the East meeting the West for the very first time. I'm I'm turning 40 this year, and there's a place called Esalen, which you guys probably know living in California. That's where the first time Western psychology was me- meeting Eastern spirituality. So Aikido is a product of whatever that worldview is, whatever was happening there when people thought, wait a minute, we can bring together principles of uh, psychology, which also in our context have to do with peaceful conflict resolution. And we can do that in context of mindfulness and Buddhism and You know, universal principles. And so Aikido's promise does have to do with that. Like you're saying, Christopher, like, wow, I could study my own ego through conflict with another person. That's a mirror for me to look at myself. Wow, that sounds a whole lot like Carl Jung talking about the shadow. My enemy is my own unconscious self. That is so profound. That's why I love Aikido. And I think it's why we love Aikido. There's a deeper potential there for self-realization. Now the question becomes how do you train in such a way physically that you start to gain self-knowledge? What does an Aikido instructor have to learn to facilitate that process? And that's probably a whole lot of stuff they have to learn off of the mat.
0: But to set that to the
3: side for a whole other conversation, I just want to answer the question. The, the principle is that Aikido is Budo. What Aikido can offer and help people specialize in is Budo. That does mean self-defense in a self-development context. I would actually um, argue that the 80-20 rule applies to self-defense. Look at combat sports, or look at Muay Thai. What what do you need to learn from Muay Thai and boxing that applies in an MMA context? Just think of the MMA thing. What percentage, they say there's 100% of techniques that work in the gi, half of them work in no gi, and then 20% work in MMA. So what else is happening and striking when you put it in context of wrestling? Oh, and then you add things like multiple attackers or weapons. Aikido can be a well-rounded mixed martial art that is a Budo. Because what, what did fighting with a weapon mean before uh, 200 years ago? It was everything. The whole one-on-one dueling, like wrestling, boxing thing, that, that was for boys to prove they were men. But you know to have to, to be able to fight with a weapon in the context of what it means to be a warrior—that's what Budo certainly is. So I think Aikido. We can study 20% of the stuff that works to blend with and kind of you know throw and pin our attacker, ideally without hurting them. And it's going to be like a much narrower range of stuff. So
1: I like I like that definition. I definitely you know feel 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 for it. I I I, I like that you know. Aikido can offer a, a way of a, a physical development, a technical development of skills, but also a, a spiritual and mental attitude of that uh, harmony and peace that uh, Shiva Sensei was trying to promote with his art, right? That uh, if it got misunderstood or misinterpreted in, in a physical way, and then we ended up with some other, you know, styles, uh, I mean, that's fine, but I think that's a good way to pursue it. But, um, and, you know, then kind of defending my point a little bit, I think that that thing that happened for the first time here in the 60s, um, I'm pretty sure it happened in another cultures like, you know, thousands of years ago where they had their philosophy of like, uh, you know, having, uh, you know, all intellectual uh, and then somebody came with a spiritual from India and they were like, oh, let's, let's mix this too, you know, it's, it's pretty good um i really like that quote i don't know if it's real uh, or not that says that uh greeks were thinking that the, the the complete citizen would be a scholar warrior that if you only have uh warriors that don't study you you have a brute you know force to defend yourself and if you have the rulers the scholars without the physical aspect then the, the ruling and the laws are gonna be written by cowards and the people that don't get it. So I don't know if that, how, how, how accurate that that is, but I, I relate to that and I like it. So I think at some point, somewhere, uh, you know, it, it already happened. That's my uh, point that I'm trying to, you know, to to say that there's nothing new, like somebody somewhere already did it. I'm pretty sure like we we are, the humanity is old enough that, that things were discovered yes there is an evolution definitely there is an evolution but i I think it's a little bit like um it's just circles you know it just comes back (laughs) into like it's like fashion if you want to call it it just comes back you know it's it's sort of circular so you know it will be rediscovered in 200 years in a thousand years um something that was done you know as a norm back in an ancient civilization like already you know, maybe, maybe we'll end up with, we, we will end up with something that uh, the Atlanteans, you know, already had, but we never knew about it. So that's, that's just my point. So I agree about the development and the evolution. And I think that's why we are all here looking to evolve as human beings, as martial artists. Um, but I'm pretty sure somebody already discovered that like a long time ago. So we just need to rediscover it, if you will.
0: So I'll try to jump in here. I, clearly I was you know listening a lot and digesting and uh, I don't think I'll sound as smart as you guys, but <laughs> something that came to my mind. You know, I, one of the questions I do ask myself is, so I am, like Nathaniel, not training Aikido. Uh, it's been a while and whenever somebody says, like, are you planning to go back to Aikido? Imagine that and there's a big resistance. I'm like, I just can't imagine myself going back to Aikido. There's just no draw. And if I ask myself, how would Aikido have to look, for me to be drawn back to it. And from what you just, from what everyone said, uh, I imagined a mixed martial arts class or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class, but let's say mixed martial arts, where I come in and the coach, the instructor, is heavily focusing on the promise of Aikido. We're like, we're gonna do MMA, but, Remember, the other guy, you know, he's also a person, he's also a human being, he also has a family, and maybe he's having a bad day, and, and he includes all of that. I already imagine that that would, especially if I haven't heard that, but even for myself, that would turn some cards, that would make me think that could maybe be a bit of a, the spiritual evolution in me. And I would be, personally, I imagine I would be interested to train either Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or MMA trying to control the person as much as I can without hurting him or just, just playing with that. I think I would be personally attracted to that. But uh, having just shared this, this image, question that I wanted to bring to the table, if you all agree to, to explore it. Um, so let's say if we play this game of simplicity, imagine that we all have the chance to now present three different things for the Akira world to do And the game works in this way that for some reason, everybody will try that out. What would those three things would be that you would advise for the Akira world to do? And hopefully, okay, I'll add one more thing. We would all agree upon, all four of us. Oh, wow. I like to ask difficult (laughs) questions, I guess.
2: You've got a pressure test. Like you've got to find some way to pressure test what you're doing. I think we could all agree upon that pretty easily.
0: Yeah. What else could be? I have my
3: idea, but I'm. I, I, I think I you have to, to, to train yourself off the mat, both yeah. psychologically and spiritually. So, ego yeah. development, you know, working with your ego, however you do that with a coach or therapist. And you have to meditate
1: and um, understand mindfulness. And the other one is, is a, a real, like, a real serious uh, focus and study of conflict reso- resolution um
3: and, and i would like that think, under psychology definitely ego
1: yes now conflict. this you know the, there is again like we're we're uh, you know, trying to make our art and what what we try to achieve uh you know easily achievable so there are now like good studies and good techniques and good methodology about it again methodology is important how do you develop that conflict resolution something effective and do you drill it or do you just talk about it? Oh, you should be peaceful, and you should you know you know do this and that. Like like drill it, like practice it. Have somebody you know take that role and be super aggressive, be a jerk to you, and try to calm him down. But practice it again. It's like the Karate Kid movie. If you never practice it, you're not gonna be able to do it when it happens, right? So let's 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 adapt that into into Aikido. I think it's uh it's it's really uh, and it's really interesting, it's, it's a little bit of role-playing, but I think that is part of the Buddha, that, that peaceful mentality, um, if you practice it every time that you can, it becomes part of your personality, so you develop as a human being into, you know, something better, a, a better self, I believe, and if Aikido can offer that, I, yes. I just
3: lost the last 30 seconds unfortunately so oh. if you want to repeat yourself I, I froze here so sorry about that
1: yes no problem uh it, it was just a little bit about like you know learning uh conflict resolution uh from from the best sources like um i was putting an example as uh, you know hostage negotiation and um you know what orderlies uh, learn when they're like uh, dealing with uh, mentally ill patients uh if there's a science behind it and we can learn it and adapt it as far as Aikido, I think that's having the the spirit of budo, the spirit of, Udo, the spirit of uh, harmony that uh, Osensei wanted to to promote with modern techniques to make it better. And we as a human beings, as martial artists, we just grow from there. So I think that would be very interesting. And 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 I always like you know I I heard one of these, this example I heard from um, uh, Tim Tackett I think his name is one of um, for, uh Bruce Lee's first students, uh, and I loved it like. Like he said that, you know, like, like, how do you, how do you stop like this, this guy at the bar that it's like being a jerk and like, it's a, it's a rough guy. And and, then, you know, you see physical confrontation coming up. How do you disarm them? And that's the example that I uh, was uh, giving you, Rocca, the other day, like, you know, this guy comes to you and you're like, uh, hey, you know, why are you looking at, you know, my girl or whatever. And you know, there's no way around. If you say I was not looking at her, he's going to be like, oh, is she ugly? And if you say, yeah, like, I was looking at her because she's pretty. Oh, you want my girl. So there's no way out. So how do you get out of that? And, and, and he put a, a beautiful example, and I'm, I'm trying to study from there, you know. You're just like, oh, you know, she looks, she looks so much like my cousin that had an accident and died two years ago. So, you know, it was bringing memories, and I'm sorry about that, uh, you know, but it made me feel emotional. The, the, the guy is going to end up buying you a beer. So, um, you know, that, that kind of example. Yeah, I would,
2: uh, I, this is, I know we're running out of time here, but, uh, uh, I would like to have a discussion at some point about what modern technique is, because I, I, I really don't think there's, there's modern technique. I actually, I do think there are some modern techniques, but I think they're context specific. And I think that context isn't as grand as people think it is. And I think honestly, Aikido has a much more foundational set of techniques than most of what we would call modern techniques. And so at some point I would like to talk about that, but I would would argue that there are no modern techniques.
0: Mm.
3: Boy, I have, I want to just say that I really appreciate what Francisco said, which was a better statement of the point I was trying to make because it integrates the on and off the mat. Right. Conflict resolution is what I mean by ego and psychology, how to communicate, how to deal with your own emotional triggers and to put yourself into stress inoculation training drills, de-escalation. That is the thing that no other martial art is doing unless you're going to a specific class where they're gonna shove you and yell in your face. There's videos on the internet of guys who do this. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Like to deal with the emotion of a fight. Fighters are so used to fighting there's hardly ever any emotion. So they're actually fairly low on the threshold when it comes to encountering real violence, like the level of intensity and emotionality that those encounters can contain what a great crucible for cultivating the kind of presence and the the peaceful reconciliation that Aikido promises. Um, And then, uh, and Christopher, I, I would have to question, so again, modern is a word that means something really specific to me. I would say there are modern techniques from the standpoint of methodology because they've been pressure tested. So for example, I don't think any scientific experiment, if it was run objectively on attacking with, Shomanuchi, like the kind of techniques you end up doing when people attack with Shoman and yokomen and ski, versus what happens um, when you start boxing and wrestling and the kind of techniques you get out of that, they would adapt. And someone would logically conclude, "Oh, kaitenage isn't the best; the double leg is better." For example, so the, the forms automatically follow function
2: in wrestling because they are a product of pressure sure. testing over and over. And in over. wrestling. I mean, so that's, that's what I'm saying is that like, you know, boxing is a really specific context that I don't think, I think we get so comfortable with it that we go, oh, boxing is the way you would hit someone, duh. But it's a very, very specific context. And so the real world doesn't operate in that context. And so those techniques will quickly start falling apart until that situation again resembles that context. And so I think a lot of what we think of as modern techniques are sport techniques that work great in a sport situation. And we can't disprove them in some ways because, well, how would we test them? Well, we'd put them back in that sport situation. But we can still logically kind of ferret out that they're not the best example, right? So, for example, if anyone can put anything in their hand, they will be a significantly better boxer than someone – Who otherwise would be able to defeat them unarmed, right? So what I'm saying is, you know, if I have whatever, six months of boxing, and normally my friend who's got zero boxing, um, I could beat him easily. Then if you put something in his hand, all of a sudden, he can now beat me much easier than I could beat him with my six months of boxing. And so we, we could say, well, the modern techniques of boxing are the best, and they are the best or boxing but when we step outside of the realm of boxing which is what the world is and if we want to talk about what self-defense is the world is not a boxing ring
1: and so guys say like just a quick thing here like i'm sorry i gotta i gotta bail you gotta go (laughs) get your class now and this is so interesting like i definitely would like to do this again um so you know let's hopefully we can connect again and like i said like let's let's make that happen let's train together um and uh, i definitely learn a lot and i want to keep you know, talking to you guys and, and keep, you know, learning and developing. And I hope this is just a starting point of, of something, right? Um, good. Thank, thank you, you for organizing yeah. this. Nathaniel, always a pleasure. And Christopher, mm-hmm. it was a pleasure meeting you, man. And nice to meet definitely, you. Definitely, let's, let's get together. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Good. Thank you, guys. Have, thank a you so much, yeah. Have a good one. so much. Have
2: a good one. So, I think you were in the middle of a point still? Uh, I was just saying that, you know, like, what we think of as modern technique comes from our, our modern sports. And so that's cool for sports, but there's a whole world outside of sports that we need to look at. And so when we look at Aikido, I think we're looking at that larger scale, actually. And so it's easy to say that, you know, um, oh, you know, Shomenuchi is not nearly as effective as a jab. Like learning to throw a jab is, is significantly more effective. But that's true in a boxing ring, but not outside of a boxing ring, right? So if I got in a fight with someone in my kitchen, I'm going to go back there to one of those knives or those frying pans over there or something that I can whack the shit out of someone now your jab is way less effective against me with a frying pan in my hand than it was against the guy who was unarmed a second ago
3: that that's helpful I I think it's getting into the semantics now for me like a modern methodology and whatever it is that that evolves is what's functional it's like the scientific method that makes more sense of course if you change the parameters than what would be considered functional maybe that's the better word And I get it. Modern is like sport is like we're saying sport, whereas the modern methodology would be pressure testing and whatever it is that comes out of that. Sure.
2: i don't even know if that's thing. a modern methodology i mean you know you can definitely find records of samurai uh sparring and stuff right so in the modern era when we got scared of hurting each other we didn't spar but you can find greeks wrestling and boxing i mean it goes back forever people have been sparring forever it's just there were time periods and we recently had one where in this time period we said oh it's scary to do that let's not do that and bruce lee came along and everyone's like wow what a genius idea and it's like well yeah, look at the yeah. greeks two thousand years ago they were doing that same thing
3: yeah That was a little a little pocket of rationality. I think the problem comes in with the traditional worldview and traditional thinking, like dogma. We for some reason in religion, in martial arts, in society, like we overcolonized things so they became too ordered. And then you end up with Bruce Lee's critique of like dead patterns or dead texts or whatever it is. So that that in a way was a non-development that happened after we were just sparring with stuff and seeing what works.
2: I think it comes back to kind of what Francisco said. It's all cycles, you know,
0: so we get like this and that and this and that. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, I personally think we we touched a lot of good subjects and I liked Francisco's idea to keep connecting. If you would all guys meet in California and and film something, I wish I could film, but (laughs) I'm banned from the States, even if I wanted to come. So I think that would be brilliant though. Uh, do let you know. I personally am very happy that we established the the three points. And I think that was pressure testing. Uh, second one, self on and off self the mat Sorry. Oh, sorry.
2: Self development
3: yeah. of
0: some kind. Yeah, yeah. self
2: development. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I guess that that one probably would needs more defining, which which would be valuable. But but the general idea, training on and off the mat, which I'm a big advocate as well of. I think I think I I spoke with both of you. Uh, Nathaniel and Christopher about that that idea that it's for an Aikido instructor if we want if we want to teach anything about personal development or meditation it's like I personally think we should learn we have to learn those things on the best possible level instead of just train Aikido techniques and say oh it's somewhere there you know and then but but anyway so and then the third point what Francisco brought up is the most efficient ways of um, non violent conflict resolution conflict so I, resolution. I personally take those points what, what do you guys think yeah it's good yeah. what so that, i think yeah. the one that's
3: missing for me is cross training because that's what we have all done on this call mm. as a means of kind of distilling and, and and maybe one day when the future of aikido is here and we've distilled all of it into the curriculum and the methodology that helps people get to that goal quicker then we wouldn't have to cross train but in the meantime I, I don't know where you're going to go to get that education
0: otherwise. Yeah. Well, a question I always like to ask these days at the end is what would, and too bad Francisco's not around anymore, but uh, what would be your summary of the whole conversation? Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> What's your summary? Okay, my summary. Okay, I, I can start. Um, so to begin with, I'm, happy that we all agreed. I mean, it's kind of a funny place to use the word happy, but I'm, I'm happy that we agree that Aikido is in a crisis. I like Francisco's point that uh, I, I, I'm i guilty of that myself, of saying Aikido and talking about the whole world while it's important to admit that it's different in different places. It's very different in Japan. Uh, Europe can have its own differences as well. Each country has can have its own differences. So So it's not always... Uh, right to say just Aikido like, you know, and talk about everyone, but there are general tendencies, I still think. And I do think, and I, I'm happy that we all agree that there's some sort of evolution missing. In person, I'm very happy that we connected and, and spoke about that. For me, I always feel like simplicity is kind of, or we have a saying in my native tongue that the genius lies in the simple. So I feel like the the, the more simple we can, and it's a complex situation, but the more simple we can make the solution the more, it's, the more it's kind of developed. And, and that's why I enjoy that we touched those three points. I think each one of them deserves at least a podcast on its own. <laughs> like, you know, just, just digging down. So what is pressure testing? What's Aikido pressure testing? Where it begins, where it ends, how much cross-training it has, it needs. The second question, I guess, the second part is the most complicated one because there's so many choices. So what do we choose? What's the most Aikido? What's the most effective? How do we apply it? and then the third one i i none of us i think uh, francisco said that point that probably like uh, people who work with hostage situations they probably have some brilliant tools but we don't even know where they are or what they are so there's so much to work here but but the fact that we're talking about that and the fact that we're bringing up to the table i think that that's what i was hoping for and that's what i'm very happy about that these questions are asked and there's a there's an attempt to identify points and and crystallize them or kind of clarify them and i think you know we we speak to each other but the the, the i always like to do it on record because uh, others will listen into it and it becomes a communal process of all of us being in the same boat so yeah just just kind of appreciate the whole whole conversation basically that, that would be my summary
3: what a great summary <laughs> I, I think i just i just like to give a takeaway because um, you just summarized that so well. <laughs> um, my takeaway was, was the moment, Rokus that you're like, hmm, like if there was a class, like I go to jujitsu class or an MMA class that opens and you didn't say this literally, but like we bow in and the context of what we're doing here is like Aikido and we partner up and practice in that way. And yeah, maybe there's some alive drilling in there, but there's nage and there's uke, uke attacks. And boy, maybe some of that has some kind of stress inoculation, de-escalation practice going on. Um, that's a class I might actually be really interested in. Mm. And I'm kind of surprising myself as well as like, actually, I would be too. And I wonder mm-hmm. how many other people might be interested in that
0: same thing. True. That's, that's good. I'll just quickly jump in as well. And that that was a surprising moment for me as well, just to kind of recognize that, that I would be interested. And it's also interesting too that, I don't know an alternative, which is kind of one of the subjects we brought up is, so what Aikido uniquely gives and offers that that there's nowhere else, which is so hard to deliver because as, as it was stated, there's nothing new under the sun. But it almost feels like if I would want that, I don't really have a place to go. There's no, like no, 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 no offer. So it means like that's a niche, which is so hard these days to come by. But yeah, it's interesting, it's interesting. Mm-hmm.
3: And, and the last thing is just like, I, I know I added a little tension here as my story and pushing back on people, but I loved that. And i just, thank you, Christopher and, and Francisco too, for like, we are in that aliveness together and I hope building trust as a result of that. And I, I think, um, it, it's really interesting, uh, the prospect of us getting together and seeing what happens next. So thank you for that.
2: I thought it was nice to get together with other people interested in in Aikido and, and figuring out what's going on with it instead of just bashing it or or just worshipping it, you know. And and there's a lot of that going on either. It sucks. We know it's terrible. Let's change it. Or, um, oh my God, it's so good. How could we ever do anything to it? It's so perfect, you know. And both are wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, great. Yeah. So again, I really hope you all guys will meet. And I, I, I don't think there's any rush. It's always good to kind of digest and think about everything. But but personally, I would be interested to get back on records again and maybe choose like even a more narrow specific field and keep digesting it so it depends you know if everyone is interested but but Francisco said he's interested i definitely can say already i'm interested and yeah so maybe that's that that's a doorway to something to continue on digging into
3: Mm. that's That's great great. Thank you, Rokas, for getting us together. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, a lot. thank you
0: guys for for being here. I think this is this was awesome, and thank you, Nathaniel, for bringing in some tension. I think that that was some good pressure testing, and nobody gave up. <laughs> so it's a good sign. Yeah, so cool, cool. Well, I think we're 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 good to finish here. Okay. All right, all right. We'll see. You